another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. And today on the show, I have uh, an old classmate of mine. Uh, we had communication and human conflict together uh, senior year. And uh, she works with uh, the organization Pearls for Teen Girls. Uh, she does some photography. She's worked with public allies. She's a wonderful dog uh, named Lincoln. Um, yes, I do. Who uh, is... Uh, takes up most of your Instagram feed, I would say. Yeah. Um, but um, always uh, great to see him. Thank you. I used to see him and you and him like walking on the street all the time when we used to live by each other. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit about everything uh, about what she does and why she does it. So Emily Romerel, welcome. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. It me. <laughs> How are you today? Oh, today has been a really good day. Hmm. It was a weird week, but today has been like the cherry on top. Good. Mm -hmm. What made today so nice? Um, so at Pearls for Teen Girls, I work with young women. And every Monday through Thursday, I have a different group and I go to a different school. Um, and today, our group just went really good. I just got back from it at nice. Hope Fortis with sixth graders. And we had a session on coping with anxiety. Mm. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways it could have gone. Because yep. sometimes when we try to touch deep conversations, mm -hmm. they could either not be interested or kind of act up because we all have something to say, but totally. it's hard to confront that stuff. So, but today was really good, and the girls dug deep. And I think we broke through oh, good. some layers today. Oh, and great. Yeah, it was just really. It's really beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, uh, that's, I mean, that's, like, super, like, crucial to be um, speaking to the youth about such personal issues that mm -hmm. often get, like, bottled up or suppressed or they have a hard time talking about stuff like that, may not understand it that well. Like, right. I mean, I know I sure as hell didn't get understand anxiety when I was younger, but... So that's great that, you know, it mm -hmm. seemed to uh, uh, build a little community, sounds yeah. like. Yeah, and honestly, if, I mean, our group is only like an hour and a half. If we would have been together all night, I think they mm -hmm. could have kept the conversation going. Nice. Which is, speaks to how important it is to talk yeah. about it. Mm -hmm. um, and I also didn't get this in school, so that's why I love what I do. Lovely. Because we have conversations about the important stuff, so. What was the age range? Sixth grade, so it was, uh, Oh, yeah. That's that's an angsty age for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Sixth grade. <laughs> uh, I was that year was. I think that's like, that's probably like everyone's least favorite grade. I feel. Yeah. It's definitely I, up there for me. It's like a transformation. Yeah. Like you have your phases, you know. I was a scene girl. Oh yeah. <laughs> in sixth grade. Yeah. Like the buckle belts and oh, right, the yeah. spikes and. Choppy hair and uh, really bowl, thick makeup. I had a bowl cut. Oh, <laughs> yeah. um, That's still in style. All right, yeah. <laughs> I was chubby. I didn't. I had like no sense of style. Um, but those were the good old days. All right, yeah. I wish I. I wish I still didn't have style. Yeah. I mean, one. I probably don't even honestly have style like still. But, but point being, like back then, it's mm -hmm. like you could just like be secluded and play video games and not worry about, you know, the, mm -hmm. the rest of the world. Right. But there were different problems and now there's different problems, but 
Right. Definitely things that were relevant then that aren't as much now. Like, I definitely cared about what I wore way more back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Going out with people means, like, you know, it means, like, being boyfriend-girlfriend for a week. Right. Maybe saying, like, you know, like, a couple things to each other, like, within that time, and then breaking up. Yeah, yeah. We, had, we had a lot of conversations about relationships in my groups. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. And that got brought up when we were talking about anxiety, like what causes anxiety. And it came up only at the end, but definitely relationships and partners and who you like and mm-hmm. stuff come up. So. All right. Well, yeah, because that, that age is, that's like the crucial age to like start noticing, uh, you know, the uh, opposite sex. And uh, like it, it can be. Uh, it can be very just terrifying and frustrating and uh, embarrassing to, you know, try to uh, engage, like, somebody that you have a crush on. Mm-hmm. And definitely, definitely was for me, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and not just with the opposite sex. I mean, something that's really cool about the kids I work with and their ages and today, they're definitely more open, or at least talking about it more, mm-hmm. and... Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, that's that's wonderful. So, yeah. yeah uh, so, Emily, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk a lot about uh, passion and creativity, love and fear, you know, uh, basically everything that drives us. And um, so, like I said, we met uh, in uh, our con class. And mm-hmm. might I say that was, like, one of the most, like, insightful courses I ever took in my college career. Yes. Would shout out Evelyn. Shout out to Evelyn. Big You're shout amazing. out to Evelyn. Oh my god. Yeah. She was like has she had like the biggest heart, you know, like gave so much like visibility to mm-hmm. each person in the room and like you know, we had those like check in circles, like mm-hmm. took up like and it took up like the whole class a lot of the time and like basically we where it was basically just one big like circle of like friends just like letting each other know what's going on in our lives and we are practicing like that interpersonal communication of like listening and and you know supporting one another and just being like you know just breaking down like barriers between like how different some of us might be from one another and just making each other feel welcome and safe and that like there was no other class like that no. for real. It was like by far like one of the like that was definitely one of the the greatest classes like I ever took. For oh sure. great, yeah, me too. And I still use a lot of the techniques and strategies that she mm-hmm. put in place in our class. Um, for example, like asking the group, "What do you need to feel safe?" Yeah. Like, a lot of teachers say, what are your expectations of the space and the people? But to ask, what do you specifically need to feel safe was mm-hmm. huge. And so I do use that. Oh, yeah, and we, we then get in the conversation about safe and brave and all that stuff. But, yeah, it's important. So, totally. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Um, I should, damn, I actually forgot about that one. I gotta, yeah. I gotta, that's a, that's a good, that's a really good one. Yeah, it sticks out for me. Yeah, for me, I think one of the biggest ones was like uh, when we are talking about like handling conflict or differences with one another uh, Mm -hmm. a big thing is to like you know 
active listening skills, like, and to not be too preoccupied in your own head, like, formulating what you want to say, like, before you, like, before the other person is finished saying what they're saying. So, like, not talking over that person in your own head and just, like, you know, actually, like, you know, listen before you respond. Like, that's probably the biggest one that sticks out with me. Um, something I try to practice to do. Like, because you, when we talked about that, like, you realize, like, you catch yourself doing it all the time. You're like, God, all I do is, like, I feel like I'm always so worried about what I have to say. But, like, before, like, and in doing that, you lose sight of, like, what the other, mm -hmm. what other people are like uh, finishing their thoughts with and everything. So that was a big one for sure. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely a skill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of uh, self-discipline. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another one is uh, that we talked about, like pe dealing with people, like when you have conflict with people, you view them as an object. <gasps> I remember that. That's a big one, yeah. Do you remember I was the one in the class that really struggled to answer that? Because I was like, no, I don't view people as objects. Right. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. We had to like come back to me because I was like, no. Mm. That was really hard to grasp. Where it's like another person is like a hurdle yeah. between you and like achieving what you want mm -hmm. of sort. Yeah, that's a hard one. It was deep. Yeah, but yeah. right. It's good. Yeah, but I think it's also that class like definitely it demonstrated that, you know, and, you know, psychology kind of uh, plays into the whole, this whole concept as well, but it gives us sort of a, a closure with the fact that, like, everybody is, you know, inherently selfish in some way, and that, like, we're all worried about ourselves, and, you know, we're just trying to, like, fight for survival, if you will, mm -hmm. even if that's social survival. And with that, you know, we will, um, we do experience various conflicts that, you know, it's imperative for us to build that self-awareness and but also awareness of, of our surroundings and building that empathy for others so that we can like achieve proper resolutions and stuff. Right. So yeah, I, th I think honestly, like, um, I think anyone could benefit from that class. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, it fueled a fire in me because I've always been someone who's hasn't hated conflict. Mm -hmm. I really don't hate it. I never really have. Um, because I think it's cool if you recognize, okay, something's off, yeah. and you both recognize that, then boom, there's just like, there's a few ways you can go, but one of those options is forward. Mm -hmm. So it's cool. To yeah. me, it's opportunity, and I think we talked on that a little bit in that class. So yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like um, it's easy for you to like, like people throw this phrase around, agree to disagree. How do you feel about that? Like mm -hmm. where you kind of just have to real, like you have to leave a conflict be where it is before it gets any like before it gets intensified or confrontational. I love conversation on conflict. Um, <laughs> yeah. Agree to disagree. Yes. I think I utilize that. I utilize that to some extent. Mm -hmm. Depend, like, if it's like, I mean, yes. For, like, personal boundaries, it's like you can't fight with everyone too long right. or it's exhausting and it drains your energy mm -hmm. and it's not worth it because yeah. some minds just aren't ready to change mm -hmm. or to be open. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I think, 
something to help people's sanity is saying agree to disagree. But then again, I don't agree that we're disagreeing because some things that are just hateful yeah. is really hard to... Totally. I just agree that we disagree. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm pissed about this, Yeah. but it is what it is and I'm not going to fight you anymore because it's not worth our right. energy. We're going to let it go, yeah. but you know, let go. but yeah, but I'm also not going to like exert energy right. to keep you to, to maintain some kind of like, yeah. you know, uh, civility with you. Yeah. Like, yeah, that that's one I think a lot of people struggle with. Like we all do for sure, because I feel like a lot of us struggle with like where to draw the line of like where we can like civilly disagree about something, but mm. still like you know be friends or still work together, still you know inter like interact in general. Mm. But I think that I mean definitely like the line gets drawn when like somebody's like beliefs or views are rooted in someone else's right. oppression. Exactly. And that's, you know, like, that's definitely, like, where anyone would say, well, it's not just a simple matter exactly. of we disagree. It's like your viewpoint is literally, like, oppressive to another person Absolutely. or another group or something. And, and uh, I mean, that's why, like, yeah, some people, it's like when we're talking about, like, religion or politics or other sensitive subjects it's like some people avoid having the conversation in general because mm -hmm. like they're just just by like principle like are maybe diametrically opposed in some and mm -hmm. and honestly it's like until that conversation happens they can be civil but once it like gets verbalized then it's like okay like we've uh, We've reached that point, and uh, there's no, like, and there's no turning back from it. Yeah, exactly what I mean by, like, if it were to come to that stage, it's like, I don't agree about, I'm not agreeing to this, mm -hmm. but it is what it is, so I'm a, <sighs> yeah. something. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I like to think that, like, you know, I can be very empathetic, but I also feel like, I struggle in a lot of ways with like, cause I get so emotionally charged about things a lot mm -hmm. and that will get inserted in my rationality. Mm -hmm. Um, that's definitely something that like, I know isn't a strength of mine. So, you know, I think everyone is at varying degrees of how they, or varying like, you know, places in which they, you know, address conflict. Right. Right. Yeah. For many, it's really hard. Yeah. It is hard in general mm -hmm. for even people who have done it a lot. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. Some people got a lot of patience. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, I know that you, uh, so you graduated with a degree in community engagement, right? Community engagement and education. And yes. yes. Um, so I guess like to, I'd love to hear to start a little bit about uh, why you chose to go that route. Okay. Um, well kind of roots back to high school. I never really felt like I clicked with any of the main courses mm -hmm. back in school, like history, science, English, math. I was kind of bad at them all mm. and didn't really enjoy any of them. Um, then I found theater, community theater, like theater for social action and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and within theater, I learned a lot about community and togetherness mm -hmm. and sharing stories and justice and empathy and I loved it. It was mm -hmm. the first and honestly I haven't felt quite 
as purposeful as when I was doing that work, um, I felt alive. So I was like, this is something I have to be a part of always. Mm -hmm. And when I came to college, it was the first year or so, I was like, I don't really know. But um, actually, Mikey is the one who told me about the major itself. And then I think I looked into it and- Mikey just, Apollo? Yeah. Shout out to Mikey. Hey. That's my girl. <laughs> so, She's the best. Yeah. And I just, I knew the second I heard the name of it, I was mm -hmm. like, that's what I need to do. Sure. Yeah. And I knew it wasn't education in the system where we're doing what we're told we have to do, but life education. And mm -hmm. that's my jam. So right. that's what I have found most important in my life. The lessons I've learned through community and learning about people and being involved in something that's intentional and important and yeah so that's kind mm -hmm. of why I chose it and every step of the way I loved my classes more mm -hmm. um, I loved the work I did more and yeah it's just always felt right that's awesome. so, yeah yeah I think that by nature that that field of work is standing up for what's right you mm -hmm. know because you know community isn't anything without that togetherness yeah. and by nature that includes empathy mm -hmm. you know it it encompasses like you know communication mm -hmm. and whatnot so um yeah like what would, besides like our our class that we had uh what were like your favorite mm -hmm. courses Ooh. okay so i did definitely incorporate some theater in there and i did theater for social change and mm -hmm. um like applied theater and stuff those were really cool because mm -hmm. we got to do a lot of stuff outside of uw milwaukee right. Um, it's hard to choose. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see what else. The class that I took, I forget the name of it, but we talked about Paulo Ferrari's book. Okay. And I think it's called We Make the Road by Walking. So all my classes, I not only learned about things that I can bring into like spaces with youth or the work I do, but personal development every step of the way. Mm -hmm. So um, that class just kind of went over how you make the road by walking. So don't feel bad if you don't have all the answers, but also know that you do have all the answers. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And you can lean on each other for the information and use the skills and gifts that everyone brings. And yeah, just, it's a lot of that work mm -hmm. all embedded throughout my education totally. and community organizing and yeah. Yeah. Um, the answers are like locked characters, you know, in, a, in like a video game or something. Like you, you, uh, you find them as you go along. Mm -hmm. Sometimes some of them cost more than others do. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, you spend the entire game chasing after them. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that was my analogy for the day. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that sounds amazing. So, um, so you were working with public allies for some time, uh, mm -hmm. still are kind of involved with them. Yeah. So last year I, well, after I graduated, I joined public allies. Um, I was accepted into public allies. I'll Very say nice. it's super huge privilege. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I did a 10 month service with them and I was placed at the woman's center in Waukesha. Word. So I was a violence prevention advocate with them, and they're a center for domestic violence, sexual assault, trafficking, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Um, yeah, and so I did similar work to what I do now, but it was more focused on teen dating abuse and prevention. Um, so bullying, that kind of thing. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that was that was last year. And then on Fridays we would get together. We're actually recruiting right now. So if anyone hearing this is interested in some service, Public Allies is an awesome opportunity. Mm -hmm. And they get together on Fridays with a cohort of like 45-ish other folks um, who are also placed throughout the city mm -hmm. um, with nonprofits. And yeah, and then we get together and we learn together on Fridays about mm -hmm. oppression and inclusion and diversity and all that super, super important stuff. So it was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, it was definitely the next step for me. And it was challenging as I was going through it. There was many times where I was like, I do not know if I will make it. Um, but I'm really glad I stuck it out and definitely was just the next step for me and sure. totally why I am where I am today. For like, from like an emotional kind of way, was it? All of it. It was all of it, yeah. Waukesha, so I ended up driving two hours a day to and from my job because traffic ended up being an hour yeah. to work and back. Um, on top of Public Allies, it's like a job and a half. It's a lot. Like, you are doing service, you're volunteering on the weekends, too. It's not the most pay. I'm not talking this up right now, but it's worth it. Yeah. Um, and then it is very emotionally. Oh, my gosh. Like, working in the shelter, hearing the things you hear, it's devastating. So, you're in the midst of problems mm -hmm. that's happening yeah. in our community. And it's not easy, it's very insightful, but it was definitely emotionally draining, yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, I mean like, I, like, you always struck me as like a very like empathetic person. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, when you are someone of like a particular, like a hyper empathetic nature, someone who is just like, is so drawn to helping people in need or helping folks cope with trauma or oppression or abuse or anything like that like it does take a toll mm -hmm. on you and it does like you know you absorb a lot of that energy like you know within. well and I, I want to learn so I'm yeah. just like all open arms open heart so it does come in and I've gotten better at balancing and like you know being able to turn it off when I go home because you can't sleep at night if you like, right. keep it all in yeah um, but yeah that's definitely something that I have to learn yeah well yeah. I'm oh, hey I'm proud of you and I'm glad that you yeah. got to stick out I mean that's like incredibly like uh, um, commendable work like being a resource for young woman yeah yeah and yeah I guess now um, my current work with them is helping them recruit for their next year's class so mm. I'm kind of doing the behind the scenes setting up tabling opportunities and reaching out to people who would be a good fit so yeah uh, so then you transitioned into pearls right? yes I did yes so this past summer I was job searching and it took a while like mm -hmm. two months or so where I was unemployed and it was rough um, yeah. but I came across Pearls for Teen Girls nice. love their values and heard a lot of good things about them and yeah also another privilege that I was accepted onto their staff mm -hmm. so I've been here a few months later and yeah I love it you uh do you work with Alicia Clancy yeah love Alicia oh my god yeah, well, yes, we she, just work together dude, uh, oh, shout out to Alicia yeah um, yeah she's been here before actually she's oh, been wow. on the show oh cool yeah she's She's an angel. Mm -hmm. um, pearls for teen girls. Yeah, so like from um, what you've said so far and what, you know, how she's described it, like mm -hmm. it's basically giving a lot of that like 
resource of community to young women and femmes and like mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, fostering it. Yeah, helping bring people together and hear them out. Mm -hmm. Give them a space to share things that they need to share and get resources for the things they want resources for. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Sure. So um, is it like different every day pretty much? Yeah. Yeah. Every day, every different group, um, we have different lessons based on sometimes we have certain things that we have to get through like certain sex education yeah. or whatever it may be um but a lot of the year is asking them what do you want to learn mm -hmm. and what would be helpful to you to know and then we either bring in people or create some kind of lesson that yeah that will reach them oh, very nice um what have been some of your favorites so far Honestly, today was really good. Um, last week we did self-image, and that was pretty oh, yeah. good too. Just talking about what influences self-image, why or why not we let certain things get to us, mm -hmm. um, and how that impacts the way we show up in the world. And like, because yeah. a lot of times it prevents us from our goals and dreams, right? And totally. like, it doesn't have to. Mm -hmm. um, you're capable enough and strong and powerful to like not let the haters get to you, you know? Right, yeah. So that was a good conversation. Um, talking about sex and sexuality is always fun. Sure is. Yeah, oh, and yeah. I love combating what like teachers or health teachers say is sex or sex. Like, I love it because there's a lot of miseducation um, out there still. Mm -hmm. So I love that aspect of it. Nice. I'm like, I don't know, okay, I don't care if your health teacher said that. That's that's not true. You mean like in the way where like the conversation has shifted like over? Like sex and gender. Oh like yeah. Like saying, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. My yeah. health teacher said this. Mm -mm. Right. It's like that textbook is from yeah. the 1970s. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. It's, yeah. That's one kind of downer about my job is you see that. Yeah, right. And... It's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. That's why pros is cool, because we can have conversations. Totally. Like, I'm not telling you what to believe. I'm just giving you more perspectives. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, I think what would help that, um, what would make less of that to be undone with people such as yourself in that position would be, like, if, like, for one, I mean, health curriculum, mm -hmm. like, in middle school and high school, like, Stuff like that does need to, you know, as the conversation has shifted mm -hmm. over the years, like, you know, curriculum has to be updated, but also, like, LGBTQ plus issues in general should be taught regularly in schools, like, in accordance with that, because even people, you know, our age are still, like, you know, don't have much of a concept of, like, things, for example, that, you know, the differences between sex and gender and how socially constructed gender is as a whole and how you know like there's everything is a spectrum mm -hmm. and everything in health like you know it gets taught it gets so binaried for sure oh for sure and there's like a limit and I mean, what's said in pearls stays in pearls. Yeah, um, sure. But we have a lot more room to get real. Like, let's uh, yeah. get real. Totally. Let's get real. Oh, yeah. No, we don't have to be like we're in school right now. Right, um, right. Where we have to feel all like 
this is like off limits and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it's life. And if you're curious, you should ask. Right. I, yeah. Exactly. I remember in mm -hmm. health, uh, one thing that was, um, one thing that was useful that a teacher of mine did was uh, we had like a question box that we used to go around the room and like, it'd be like an anonymous, like you put like a slip of paper with a question and then, nice. yeah. And like, that's where you can get the questions you're too embarrassed to ask. Right. Um, but yeah, like I think that we're so like conditioned to, you know, be to fear like questions about sex or questions mm -hmm. about, you know, you know, sexual or gender identity mm -hmm. in general. Like, you know, it's all okay. Totally. It totally. is all okay. And that's one of my favorite things to cover is like, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're thinking, I mean, as long as it's not hurting people. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's my biggest thing. Absolutely. Um, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. And the, it's healthy. Yeah. And it's unhealthy to keep it in and to not talk about it or explore or be curious or whatever it may be. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so when you are working with, um, you know, these, um, you know, when, with, when you're working with girls that are going through, like, adolescence and, mm -hmm. you know, puberty and whatnot, like, um, and I'm interested to see how you feel about this because when I, like, am around, like, younger boys, for example, like, I see myself when, at that age a lot, like, in, like, where they're at and stuff. Like, do you, does, like, working with younger women, like, do you see yourself, like, when you were younger like that? Like, do you see a lot of yourself in that? I've never thought about this. Um, sometimes. Where it's like, oh yeah, I was like so like, I was insecure about this, or like I was curious about that at that age. Mm -hmm. A lot of like, the drama I can relate to, just being young and like, getting caught up in, they said this, they said that. That I can relate to for sure, mm -hmm. back in the day. Yeah, right. Um. I think everybody That's can. the biggest one, yeah, yeah. But other than that, like I really view them as short I mean, I'm short, but just people, you <laughs> yeah, know? Right. And I'm just more at like, where are you at right now? Okay, cool. Um, and trying, I, one, I can't keep track of their ages. Oh, I work yeah. with so many, I'm just like, all right. What's the oldest? So we work up into 18. Okay. But um, I don't have any junior or senior groups, so hmm. my cut is sophomore. Sure. So okay. it's like 16. I'm bad at the ages. Yeah. But sophomores. Sure, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that one of the biggest things that, like, when I, like, when, you know, I'm talking to or I'm observing boys that are, like, you know, 12, 13 years old or whatever, like, one of the biggest things, like, I see in, like, their behaviors that, like, I definitely, like, identified with when I was their age is a lot of, like, that, like, toxic masculinity, not exhibiting any vulnerability or weakness and, uh, you know, perceiving like getting all these girls as like a rite of passage. And sure. I mean, definitely like movies like American Pie, for example, don't really uh, help the cause, you right. know, because I remember like, you know, when I was hanging out with my friends, like when we were in middle school, like we loved those movies and we were like, dude, I can't wait for college. Like, I can't wait till I'm older. Like, how much they perceive things like that as like a status symbol is like, you know, I, I like, I have a lot of like 
sympathy because I remember how much, how insecure I was mm-hmm. back then. And yeah. If only I could like hug twelve year old me and be like, none of that shit matters. Yeah, totally. All right, but to them in that moment, it does, and so. That's why it's cool just to have the space, like get it out. Now let's have conversations about maybe how we could handle things differently or see things differently. Mm -hmm. Um, Because who knows, maybe it might improve your life, you know? Certainly. So, and always digging into the why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah. Or why are you saying what you're saying? Um, Right. What do you hope to gain? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, we just. as we didn't ask ourselves we these questions. Sh- we sure didn't. <laughs> yeah. When we were young. Right, but mm-hmm. so studying communication definitely helps. Yeah, and that's why social emotional learning in schools is important. Mm-hmm. So love all of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I guess like uh, you know, um, the year is still pretty young. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of your uh, goals, like both personally and professionally, in the next year? Okay, so professionally. Um, Let's see, professionally. I, we have to make goals in our work. So it's just thinking about my girls. The girls write goals too. So mm-hmm. it's like a lot to keep track of. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things is to have more, I don't know how to say this. Trusting myself that tough love is love too. Yeah. Um, I'm such a lover. Like my, I have a tattoo that says just love. Mm-hmm. Um, but my executive director and I, like, we had a conversation not too long ago about just like repetitive behavior that's not good for the group, or just never taking personal responsibility, or following the values and the expectations that the group themselves created, type thing, and like nothing really getting through. And it's like being okay with not letting them continuously slide. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always just. I, I consider all the things, so I'm like, oh, but well maybe they had a bad day, or maybe they're going through this, or maybe something I did didn't wasn't right, or I'm just considering all these options that maybe was the reason behind the negative behavior, um, but ultimately, like what my, I'll call her my mentor, um, is helping me realize is like, well, that's not necessarily setting them up for success, mm-hmm. um, so being okay with saying like, no, we're not, like we can't treat each other that way, or we're not gonna act this way. Or for example, if they don't turn in a permission slip when the due date was due, like, see you next field trip. You know, and being okay with that, because like you can be pushed over if you're not, and you let that happen, and you teach people how to treat you. So um, yeah, learning that like it's okay, because I'm definitely lenient. Yeah. So maybe being less lenient. Sure, yeah. Overall, is guess what I'm trying to say. Um, but all still with love. And totally. still letting them know that I have an abundance of love for them. Telling uh, people, like, kind of what... It's like telling them what they need to hear, and yeah. not just what's convenient totally. for them to hear or what they want to hear. Right. Like, we all can't get away with slacking off or not, you know. Like, at some point, we have to move mm-hmm. forward, so... Right. That's a professional goal I have. I hope that made sense. Absolutely. Um, um, a personal goal of mine is to slow down. So, in all senses of the word, I want to slow down my walking. Mm-hmm. I've, I've picked up on, if I'm leaving work and I go to the grocery store, I'll pick up in the middle of my walk to the door of a grocery store. I'm like jogging. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what am I doing? 
Yeah. Or like getting into work. And a lot of it's like I'm cold, but just relax. Like I just want to relax and like walk with. I just want to be slower. Like, sure. Yeah. yeah, I want to speak slower. I want to think more before I speak. Um, less like. Less, like, ah. less being frantic. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like being really intentional every step of the way. Like before mm -hmm. this meeting, I'm like, remember to be slow. Yeah. And I think that's okay. Totally. Um, because when I am fast, like you just get wrapped up in everything and aren't as present. And yeah. so, yeah, I told all the people in my work, like if you see me walking fast to the printer, stop me and have me go back and start again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I think it will help. Uh, I have back issues. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, that yeah. Um, so I think that'll also have benefits towards my physical health For too. Sure. Just slowing down, taking things easier. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. What those about are, you? Those are wonderful goals to have. Thanks. Um, yeah. Well, myself. Um, well, I'd say um, professionally, I think a goal I have this year. Um, is to, I'd say, maybe just be more responsible. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I, I mean, I just turned 24 and I, you know, have, I've afford, I've afforded to, a, to like make mistakes in the past when it comes to things like money or, you know, like, how much I'm working or, you know, just like how I'm still kind of navigating like my place in like, you know, the, the Milwaukee creative scene. So like the work I've been doing, like with the podcast, with, um, freelance writing, like I've, I've kind of been like, you know, um, I've been, na I spent the last year kind of navigating and finding out what that is, like what I'm trying to do here. And I feel like now I do know what that is and now I just have to sort of like maintain it. So being responsible and like, you know, as I have bigger and bigger goals, I need to be more frugal with like spending money and not be careless, like, you know, going out and trying to like, you know, please people and shit like I have to be like I have to watch myself you know personally a big goal I have and this is one that you know I struggle with a ton um, definitely like uh, something that I will consciously have to work through is I have to like we were saying earlier like I really have to learn to let things go um, when they're just out of my control. Mm -hmm. um, accepting the fact that, like, you know, not everyone is meant to be in your life, like, you know, for as long as, like, you wish they were. Mm -hmm. um, not everyone is meant to, like, you're not meant to stay friends with everybody. You're not meant to work with everybody. Like, not everyone is gonna give you a chance. And, uh, I have been really hard on myself in a lot of ways, like, you know, for a long time when any of that would happen, um, I would take things just, I would personalize a lot, mm -hmm. you know, and I've really had to learn to just sort of like keep it moving and to just not let it impact what I am doing and, uh, um, 
and just focus on what I have accomplished and who I have worked with and who I, you know, who has supported me and ultimately just, you know, what I've stuck to, like, with my own, like, what I believed in, you know, and not changing that for anybody. Nice. So that's a big goal I've had is just, like, let things go and not, you know, if somebody just, you know, isn't going to be there for you, then, you know, that's okay. But, you know, I can't. I can't force anyone to be, and I can't control that, and that's okay. Right. So, that's a big one for me. I feel that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we go through that, like, mm -hmm. especially, like, at this time as we've, like, transitioned out of college mm -hmm. and are entering the world of, yeah. you know, of finding, like, our true callings and purposes and everything. Like, yeah, yeah so, and I, I think everyone goes through that, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, like how folks from outside can support the kind of work that you're doing with pearls, cool. and you know how people can organize to make to help make change. Mm -hmm. You know, even if they aren't a part of the organization itself. Cool. Good question. Um, obviously, donating um, is awesome. We're trying to revamp the space to make girls feel more comfortable there. Get some new technology. Our technology. Oh, yeah. right now. A couple um, decades old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So stuff like that. Um, I mean, we're always looking for like feminine products and stuff like that um, that we can give to girls who want or need it. Um, I mean, if you work in school, spreading the word about pearls, and if you don't have a pearls group there, proposing to bring one there if it if you think it's would be beneficial. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then we have several events that people can come to. We have our annual, our biggest annual fundraiser coming up. It's called Inspire to Lead. It's going to be at Discovery World. Um, Very I nice. think you can still get tickets. So if you want to check out the website, stuff like that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Kick ass. Thank you. Uh, good cool. shit. This is awesome. <laughs> Thanks. You ready to Emily? Um, <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, well, this was great to talk to you about pearls and public allies and uh, community engagement. Yes, yes. and Lincoln. And oh. Lincoln, of course. Um, how's he doing? Doing good. He's doing so actually. Um, he has a prosthetic, and I need to send it back. Oh well. Um, mm -hmm. but otherwise good. Good. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I, I do miss. Like I said, I. I've been seeing uh, all the Instagrams of him and, and you, and uh, uh, I do miss uh, seeing y'all, like, uh, on, on the block, for sure. Yeah, we're always around, so. Right. Yeah, we go to this dog park often. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, Rover West. Oh, a lot of great dogs out here. Yeah. Shout out to Rover West. Shout out to dogs. Shout out, shout out dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Emily, uh, tell me what keeps you up at night. This. It's the curveball. Yeah. I mean, hate. throws people off. Hate. Hate. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. And and the people I love and work with, true story struggles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's real. I, yeah, totally. Um, what puts you to sleep? Um, knowing that there are really good people out there putting in the work and doing good things, mm -hmm. and how we have made progress in that it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, love as the antidote to hate mm -hmm. is uh, the best thing we can do. And yeah. I think uh, 
you know, your personal love and, uh, the work you do is out of love and, uh, yeah, you're, you're killing it. Thank I'm happy you. You're doing it. Thank, Thank you, you for being on the show. You're welcome. Thanks. You bet. So, uh, pearls for teen girls, uh, be posting links, uh, get involved and, uh, yeah. Um, Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. We'll see you next time.